0: Good evening and welcome. I call to order the Lake Havasu City Council regular meeting on Tuesday, November 14th, 2023 at 5.30 p.m. We'll now have an invocation from Pastor Ray Carter from Redemption Hill Calvary Chapel, followed by the Pledge of Allegiance led by the American Legion Post 81.
1: Father, we sure thank you that we can enter into your gates with thanksgiving and praise in this time of year where we have a nation that has a holiday of thanksgiving. I thank you for so much. Lord, I thank you for government, the ability to uh, help run our city, Lord. So I thank you for every person here on this, this council and, Lord, all the first responders. And, Lord, we just pray for them and their protection. And we ask, Lord, that we would be those who look to you above all because there's all kinds of offices, but there's only one king of kings, and that's you. And so as we look to you and your word guides us, that we should pray for our government officials and for each other, Lord, and that we should walk in love. And I thank you for a city that allows this and uh, we can have this time of settling in our hearts before you, before we start. And so give wisdom to your servants here, I pray. All of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with
2: liberty and justice for all. Amen. Play ball. <laughs> My name is Bob Hollibaugh, and this is Sue Burley and Roger Burley. We're on the 10-man uh, um, committee. We took it over. This would be our fourth year. This is the 21st year it's been going on. And um, you have the list there. First year, we put out $4,400 for children in in the community that went for Boys and Girls Golf League, Lake Havasu City City Parks and Recreation, Lake Havasu City City uh, Future Business Leaders, and um, Haven Family. And then the second year we raised 17,000 and it went in the same order. And then the last year we raised 34,000 and uh, we dispersed that equally uh, among uh, people who needed it and uh, family and transitions. We added to the list Uh, uh, the closed closet, faith and grace. So uh, a total. We come out to fifty-five dollars, uh, $55,400 in the uh, three years that we've been running it. And uh, we could always use golfers. It's, it's awesome. what does he say?
3: Yeah,
4: we're on track right now. This, this year, we will probably surpass the $34,000 that we'll be able to give away uh, to the local charities this year. So we're grateful for everybody that steps up and comes out and golfs with us, and, and it's quite a party, actually. If you get down there, you, you, you'll enjoy yourself.
0: Yeah, excellent. Thank you very much. Yeah, great work. How, if anyone was interested in golfing, when is it, and how do they sign up?
4: Well, the, the last day to really sign up is, like, tomorrow. Fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, all we, right.
4: We've got about 90 golfers uh, signed up already and it's uh, Saturday is, the, is uh, when we tee off uh, at eight o'clock in the morning.
0: All right, this Saturday, eight o'clock, if they call the Legion tomorrow, they could register? Yes. All right, thank Thanks you so for much for being here. Thank you for the great work you do in our community. Well,
4: Thank you for having us. Yes.
2: And
0: thank you. you. All right, item four on our agenda is the roll call. Miss Williams, if you please call the roll.
5: Council members, Nancy Campbell. Here. Michelle Lynn? Here. Cameron Moses? Here. Jenny Koch? Here. Jim Dolan?
6: Hi, Kelly. I'm here.
5: Vice Mayor David Lane? Here. Mayor Cal Sheehy? Here. Thank you.
6: Thank you.
0: Item five is our consent agenda. Would any of the council members like to remove any of the items for separate discussion? Here. Yeah. Council Member Moses?
7: Yeah, I move to approve the consent agenda as presented.
6: Second.
0: We have a motion from Councilmember Moses and a second from Councilmember Dolan. Is there any additional discussion? See none we're ready to vote. Councilmember Koch. Yes. Thank you.
5: Motion carries seven to zero.
0: Thank you. Item six is correspondence communications, petitions, announcements, and the city manager report. Item 6.1 is to announce the vacancies on the Havasu City Boards, committees, and commissions. Ms. Williams?
5: Mayor and City Council, there are, sev- there are several vacancies on the Havasu City Boards, committees, and commissions. The following is a listing of those vacancies. Board of Adjustment, two regular members and two alternate members. And the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board, one student member. Anyone interested can pick up a packet at City Hall. And they're also uh, available on the City's website at lhcaz.gov. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
8: Item 6.2 is the city manager's report. Good evening, Mr. Knutson. Uh, good evening, Mayor. Good evening, Council. Uh, celebration of a retirement in our police department. Uh, we have another well-deserving retirement from, a police to, from our uh, police department to report on. It's uh, Bruce Yost. He was hired on as a police officer trainee in 2002 and served as a police officer and senior police officer while providing service to Lake Havasu's community for the past 21 years. He served... In the United States Marine Corps for four years, and the Tazewell County Sheriff's Office in Virginia prior to joining our team here in Lake Havasu City, he worked on the regional gang task force, the street, uh, the street crimes unit, and he was a member of the SWAT team for ten years. Uh, congratulations to you, Bruce. Thank you for your service, and we wish you the best in your retirement. The Lake Havasu City Fire, Depart- uh, Fire Department is proud to introduce our new Desert Rescue Unit that will serve our community and enhance our emergency response capabilities. The unit is, best, uh, is uh, designed to handle emergencies and provide critical as- assistance in the desert areas, ensuring the safety and well-being of our residents and visitors. Our team of firefighters, paramedics and technicians are highly trained for technical desert rescues and possess the expertise and experience necessary to navigate challenging terrains, perform technical rope rescues, and provide advanced medical care in remote areas. Whether it's a hiker in distress, a stranded boater, or a medical emergency in a remote location, the Desert Rescue Unit will be ready to respond swiftly and effectively, ensuring that help reaches those in need as quickly as possible. Uh, The Lake Havasu City, I would like to to thank uh, the Fire Chief and and your team for your efforts in bringing this new unit into the, uh, into the, the city resource. On behalf of the mayor's office, Mayor, you and, and council have uh, seen uh, throughout the community, have been seen throughout the community over the past few weeks at various community events. Uh, a lot is happening, uh, including the Yada's Fifth, Aven- Fifth Annual Walk Away from Drugs event. We have the police department's Bearcat Poll, uh, Army Jazz Ambassadors Concert in the Park, uh, of course, the London Bridge Days Parade, Moving for Memory Walk, uh, the Kids on the Colorado River event, and the Lake Havasu Association of Realtors installation, uh, as well as the Veterans Day Parade that took place just this last weekend. Uh, And Mayor and Council have been attending uh, other events uh, with state, local, and federal dignitaries, as you represent Lake Havasu City at the Tri-City Council Quarterly Meeting in Kingman, the uh, Opioid Settlement Roundtable with Attorney General Chris Mays, and with Governor Katie Hobbs to discuss water issues and concerns in rural areas in Mojave County. Lake Havasu, City, Lake Havasu City appreciates our veterans and active military men and women that defend our country uh, in the United States Armed Forces. Mayor and Council, you were joined by myself, uh, Jerry Bracamonte, and the Havasu Youth Advisory Council in the Veterans Day Parade. And Mayor, you served as the keynote speaker at the ceremony that followed the parade. And we did see some, uh, some tears at, uh, with uh, uh, that presentation. Uh, the parade and ceremony were well attended by the community, and the weather couldn't have been more perfect. And just this morning, Mayor, you proclaimed today as Employee and Volunteer Veteran Appreciation Day at our Employee Appreciation Committee's annual event. We celebrated 100 veteran employees that work for Lake Havasu City, including our volunteers, uh, representing a total of 726 years of service to our United States Armed Forces. So thanks again to the Employee Appreciation Committee for putting that together and for uh, Dr. Uh, for for uh, your inspiration this morning. Uh, and lastly, um, we are conducting our, our citizen survey, and we ask our res- as we ask our residents for their ideas and opinions uh, about, about our community and the services that the city provides. The results of the survey will help the city identify what we're doing well and what we need to improve on in order to meet the needs of our citizens. We'll have 8,000 households will receive an invitation in the mail starting the week of November 20th, so just uh, in a couple days, and we'll be asking them to participate in the survey The survey includes questions about quality of life in the community, our local policies, our demographics, and uh, resident satisfaction with city services. If anybody has uh, uh, any questions about the citizen survey, please please contact Anthony Kozlowski, the assistant to the city manager and and public information officer, at 854-4278. And with that, Mayor, that concludes my report for this evening. Thank you.
0: All right, we'll move on to item seven, which is our public hearings. Um, At each of our public hearings, uh, we'll have discussion at the council, we'll open a public hearing to get public input. Uh, There is a light indicator box next to Ms. Williams. We ask you to just come up to the podium. You can state your name uh, for the record and uh, the light indicator box, uh, when it's green means you have time, yellow means you have one minute remaining and uh, red means that your time is up. We ask that any comments that you have, just address them directly to the council, so those uh, of us sitting up here Um, We can have a two-way conversation and answer any questions you have during that process. After we're done with our eight public hearings, we'll move to the calls of the public. That will be the opportunity for citizens to address the council on any items that are not on the agenda, and uh, we'll do that at this time, and, and I'll go over that process when we get there. Well, we'll start with item 7.1, which is adopted ordinance number 23-1322, amending the zoning classification and district boundary for 1535 El Camino Drive, track 2194, block two, lots four, five, and six, from limited commercial C1 to commercial, excuse me, general commercial C2. Mr. Kearns.
9: Thank you, Mayor, Council. The subject property consists of combined lots four, five, and six in block two, Together they measure 0.74 acres and are located on El Camino Drive, just east of Lindenbridge Road. An alley abuts the rear of the subject property. The property is developed with a church and a parking lot. The western side of the property is undeveloped. The properties are part of Block 2 within Track 2194, which has parking in common and building areas. The lots are 215 feet deep. With the first 85 feet set aside as the building area and the rear 130 feet as parking and common. This rezone request does not modify the current parking and building areas. Any changes to the parking and common area will require a separate application submittal and review through a parking and common amendment. The subject property and the properties to the east in this block are Zone C1 Limited Commercial and are developed and undeveloped lots. The properties to the south are a mix of c1 limited commercial and c2 general commercial zoning and developed as a hotel a vacant lot a restaurant and outdoor storage the property to the west was recently rezoned to c2 general commercial and is developed with a commercial stone and tile sales building with accessory outdoor storage the properties to the north across the alley are zoned rmh residential manufactured home district and developed with manufactured homes The applicants attached a letter of intent asked to amend the zoning from C1 limited commercial to C2 general commercial to facilitate the future owner's marine service and repair shop that would be allowed in a C2 general commercial zoning district. This use also aligns with the city's general plan. Since 2017, eight lots in this area have been rezoned from C1 limited commercial to C2 general commercial. The most recent rezone was in August of 2022. The Planning Commission voted seven to zero to recommend approval at their October 18th meeting. I'm happy to answer any questions and the applicant is also present to answer questions.
0: Thank you, Mr. Kearns. Are there any questions from members of the council for Mr. Kearns or the applicant? Any comments from uh, members of the council before we open the public hearing? All right, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address uh, the council on this item?
10: Good morning, Mr. Mayor, good afternoon, good evening, members of the council. My name is John Parrott, and I represent the owner of the property, uh, God's Grace Church of Lake Havasu City. Um, When Lake Havasu City became a city, when we incorporated it, the new city just assumed the zoning that McCulloch and the IDD had put in place. And by and large, that's worked pretty well. Uh, but in, in this instance, we find that this property uh, where it was zone C1 is no longer really in sync with today's economy. And, and the reason for that is the proximity to Bridge Road, to the Windsor Ranch Ramp, the Industrial, Deve- Industrial Boulevard corridor, and the coming second bridge, all make it an ideal use for C2-type property. The um, um, God's Grace Church needs to sell the property to invest the money in other properties they own in Arizona. And uh, a local uh, person in business, the Mansfield Brothers, want to buy the property. And they are in the business that involves marine engines and drivetrain repair, and in order for them to occupy the property, it needs to be C2 zoning. They, um, I think Mr. Kearns pointed out correctly that in, over the last number of years, eight properties here have been rezoned from C1 to C2. And I think you can see that this, I call it a 16-lot neighborhood, is moving in the direction of C2 in fact, Brian Castle, who owns the lot just east of the subject property, sent us a letter highly endorsing this change. I think, you know, he would like to be here and asking for his lot to be rezoned. too, you'll you'll probably hear from him. Um, we held a neighborhood meeting three people came we answered their questions they were mo- mostly about the use of the property not so much about rezoning as is normal in those neighborhood meetings um, the potential owners uh, their business is open from eight to four 95 uh, percent of the work happens inside the building so, the neighbors seemed to be very satisfied that this was not gonna create uh, a problem. So, based on the history of rezoning properties here and the potential uh, better use as a C2 property, we ask your support and uh, to approve this request. Thank you. I guess I'll answer any questions if you have any.
0: Yeah, thank you, Mr. Perry. Are there any questions of the applicant from members of the council? all right thank you thank for you your presentation much. would anyone else like to address the city council during the public hearing seeing none we'll close the public hearing bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion mayor Councilmember dolan motion
6: please i move to adopt ordinance number 23-1322 amending the zoning classification and district boundary for 1535 el camino drive track 2194 block 2 Lots four, five, and six from limited commercial C1 to general commercial C2.
0: Second. We have a motion from Councilmember Dolan, a second from Vice Mayor Lane. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Councilmember Koch? Aye. Thank you.
5: Motion carries seven to
11: zero.
0: Thank you. Item 7.2 is Approved Use Agreement for Havasu-Riviera Overflow Parking with Havasu-Riviera Marina LLC. Ms. Gary?
11: Good evening, Mayor and Council. This proposed agreement is to facilitate the location and use of temporary overflow, short-term trailer, and Havasu-Riviera Special Event Parking for the users of the Havasu-Riviera State Park. The property is located immediately east of the Havasu-Riviera Marina, which is owned by the Bureau of Land Management and leased to the City under a Recreation and Public Purposes lease. The use under this agreement is for parking purposes only and is not exclusive. Unless used for a special event purpose of the marina, the property be open to the public, not accessing the marina, and Havasu Riviera may not charge any non-user of the marina for the use of this property. The property may be used for daily overflow parking needs, short-term trailer parking for watercraft temporarily moored in the Riviera marina, public slips, and Havasu Riviera special events. The special event parking uses include parking for specified weekends and events where the Havasu Riviera will use most or all of the property for its parking. Havasu Riviera must obtain a special event permit for this use. The property may be used by the city or other third parties for special event purposes, despite the agreement. The proposed term of the agreement begins July 1, 2023 and runs through December 31, 2029 with options to renew for two additional five-year terms. Havasu Riviera will pay an annual lease rate of $6,950, which will be reinvested into the property in accordance with the city's lease with BLM. City staff recommends approval of this proposed use agreement, and I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have.
0: Thank you, Ms. Gary. Are there questions or comments from members of the council for Ms. Gary? All right. Are there any uh, comments before we open the public hearing? All right. This is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing none, we'll go ahead and close the public hearing, bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor, motion. Yeah, Vice Mayor.
4: I move to approve the use agreement for Havasu Riviera Overflow Parking with Havasu Riviera Marina LLC. Second.
0: We have a motion from Vice Mayor Lane, a second from Council Member Campbell. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Councilmember Koch? Aye. Thank you.
5: Motion
0: carries 7 to 0. Thank you. Item 7.3, Adopt Ordinance Number 23-1319, Amending Lake Havasu City Code Section 3.20.040, Schedule of Fees and Service Charges to Update Costs Recovered. Ms. Olson.
12: Thank you, Mayor. Good evening. Um, This evening we are bringing you the adoption of the ordinance that will make the changes in the fees that we um, introduced and presented to Council on October 24th. To summarize what had happened at that meeting, for those who may not have um, heard it or seen it, every third year, staff will review the fees very closely and actually calculate the actual costs for each of the fees that we charge for, um, other than what what are exceptions um, in the fee schedule. And we will determine what those fees should be, or at least determine what the cost would be. Um, then, for the next two years, we use the consumer price index to apply to those fees for any potential changes so that when that third year comes along, we've hopefully kept pace with our increased costs and what the market has been doing um, so that the impact of the changes in that third year are not as severe. Last year, we had a significant um, increase. The consumer price index came back at At nearly 14 percent. We did increase the fees and as everyone knows you know inflation has been high for the last couple of years. This year's CPI for that period came back at 10 percent. That on top of the 14 percent was was significant so since we know that we will be calculating the fees for their actual costs next year, staff is recommending a 5 percent increase to the fees to hopefully keep pace with the market and account for the costs, the additional costs that we as a city are incurring, and hopefully minimize the impact to the fees when actual costs are determined next year. Um, we'll be close on some fees. We won't hit the mark on other fees, it's just because all the fees are different. They all change by different rates um, of, based upon their actual cost so with that we are proposing a five percent increase which has been included in the packet Um, on the schedule of fees you'll see the 2024 proposed fee these will be effective january 1st and you'll see the difference in the current fee and the proposed fee to make it easier for your review and with that i will answer any questions
0: thank you miss olson comments or questions from members of the council Yeah, so as we all know, I, this is, uh, I dislike the most uh, this uh, fee schedule, uh, but this is the cycle that the council has has addressed. So um, every every two years we come through and, uh, uh, and take a look at the rates, and then we go and true up on that third year. Um, so uh, this time uh, makes sense, this is the second uh, time that uh, we've had this in front of us um, for f- uh, final adoption is what we're actually addressing here today. Uh, Lister, are there are any comments from members of the council, we'll go ahead and open the public hearing. All right, this is a public hearing. Would would like to address the city council on this item.
13: Good evening. It's Bonnie Toy. <clears throat> I was wondering the cost of the fees, some of them are greatly varied from across the state. So I noticed when I looked at the master schedule online that the business licensing fee in particular is um, going up $8 to $167 for the year in beginning January 1st. And I recalled... That during the sewer rate adjustments, you had a list of cities of comparison. So I wondered if one, were, do you compare our fees to other cities? And I don't know if you realized, but in the cities that were on the list for the sewer comparison or water rate comparison, business license in Avondale are... $40 forty dollars to start, Kingman one hundred dollars to start, Yuma varies from business and it starts at forty to one hundred and twenty dollars. Bullhead city is sixty dollars, Goodyear seventy five Mariana sixty, Casa Grande, seventy. Prescott zero, Flagstaff eight dollars. Buckeye varies business license from forty to one hundred dollars. Not on the list is the city of Scottsdale. That's $50. And just out of complete curiosity, I asked Alexa earlier how much it cost in the city of Los Angeles for a business license. And her response was, depending upon the business, it's 50 to <clears> to <throat> $100. So I just wanted to recommend, if possible, that... Perhaps the city amends your master schedule to not increase city license business fees. Also, I did happen to notice that new businesses that started new businesses in 2018 there were 258, 2019 there were 293. Believe it or not, in 2020 there were 320. Fourteen new businesses. In 2021, there were 565. In 2022, we reached 774 new businesses. Oddly, you would think that would keep increasing, but apparently up to date, we have approximately 661, so you're not on schedule for um, 700 or more for 23. And With the price business uh, increase, you might not make it for 24 either. So I just did wanna suggest for you guys to consider not raising the fees on business licenses. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
14: Evening, Council. Dante Marinelli, Havasu Sewer Center. Uh, myself and my brother own a business out at the airport, and uh, I wanted to specifically talk about the airport fees and this master fee schedule. As you probably all recall, I was here last year at the same time talking a little bit about the methodology that's used, and I understand um, where we're getting at with these fee structures is relating to other uh, parts of the city, but the airport, in specific, uh, is under you know federal mandate to be self-sufficient, and no more than that. Um, it, we take federal funds from almost 95% of what we do at the airport. For that, uh, we're underneath a certain set of guidelines that make sure that the funds that are generated by the airport stay at the airport. They can't be you know swooped into anything else. And then two, that we become self-sufficient. That's our mandate. We're actually, there's actually rules and guidelines that, you know, in, in the federal state statutes that basically say, hey, if you collect too much, you, you can't do that. You know, you can't actually go back in my question last year, and, and I've searched again this year, you know, and we've had some change up in staffing and everything else. But, you know, I've asked the question multiple times, you know, where is the airport? How much money does it take in? And what much are we spending? It's very simple. You know, are we in the red? Are we in the black? Where are we? Uh, I'm not here to say that we shouldn't charge more or less. What I'm here to say is, is that I don't think we have a benchmark, and, and this 5% or CPI rule doesn't apply, uh, in, in my opinion, to the airport, because the fact is is we don't know the target. Or maybe we do, and it's just not being discussed, but uh, the fact is is that you know just by saying, it, particularly in one fee that affects everyone, uh, whether you're a hangar owner or whether you're a tenant or whether you're a non-tenant would be the fuel flowage fee, um, which I talked about specifically last year. Uh, and the fuel flowage fee has gone from $0.09 cents to now what would be $0.15 cents, uh, in three years. That's 55%. I mean, we're, we're, we're not there. You know, We're not there. We're still trying to compete with other airports around us. And I, I get it. It's $0.01 cent this year. It was $0.02 cents last year. It was $0.04 cents the year before. It adds up. It adds up and it makes us non-competitive eventually with airports around us uh, which is what we're trying to do is stay competitive uh, part of the consideration this year uh, was the fact that you know our business merged with another business at the airport and created basically a sole source for fuel well when you know when my fuel is 15 cents a gallon more expensive than Kingman well I got 15 cents to the bottom line there and Kingman's fuel flowage fee by the way is five cents you know and, and again, I, I'll be the first one and I've had conversations with the city manager. I think that there are certain fees out there at the airport that are below the mark. I mean, I'm not saying that we shouldn't raise fees. I, 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 but the point is, is that the basic question here is, are we in the red or are we in the black? And if so, by how much? And then let's figure out, as an airport, how we get there. Because it's maybe not just a base 5% across the board to all these fees. Maybe we want to go after the people that are transit use that we say, look, absolutely. If you're using our airport just on the weekends and you're not based here, let's go get more money from you because you're using our airport and just leaving after the weekend. Maybe we want to say, hey, look, the hangars are underneath market rate, and we want to adjust those. But this methodology that we're using and we've used for the last year, and I get it, it's all based on you know, a, a study that I think didn't actually incorporate what was the base question. Are we making money? Are we not making money? And if so, how much money do we need, how much money do we need to get there? But you know, just to blanketly say, yeah, let's raise another 5% because that's the cost of money, I think is, is, is wrong. And maybe that question has happened internally. I don't know. Um, honestly, as I said, the last airport manager I did ask, and I didn't, I didn't have an answer. This current uh, airport manager has only been on for a couple of weeks. Uh, I posed the question to, and he said, "Yeah, he'll get it. He'll get an answer." But either way, it's something that uh, is is really important, and I think it should be addressed. Uh, and if there's any other questions, I'd be happy to you know ask anything. But as I said, this is not something that is. Any different across the across the country. You know, we're all set by the same rules here and it's not the same rules that just, hey, you know, we've got a stage and we think we can get more for it, we've got this. This is an airport, it's publicly funded by federal dollars, and therefore, you know, the, the rules the rules need to apply. So but I'm the first one to say that maybe that maybe this is maybe this is valid, but I don't think we've answered the base question. Yeah,
0: thank you thank for you. your comments.
14: Yeah.
0: And uh, the argument that Mr. Marinelli is making is the same one I uh, make every year during this process. And so uh, next year, when we go through, and not just for the airport specifically, but for all of our ski fee schedules, and you know, I've always uh, challenged uh, that you know we do the budget and we adopt it goes into effect July one, and then September we come back and talk about the fees well, we should have known the fees, knowing what it was to do the revenue for the budget. Um, and so we're, we're getting better, that's how we got to where we are now, of of every uh, two years we do a CPI and then we do an actual true up. Um, obviously, there was the anomaly uh, last year uh, with the, the larger CPI um, increase, but um, I don't disagree with that argument. I mean, I think that's what's gonna happen, but uh, the, this was the, the policy of the council to go forward with a CPI on the off year and then true up on that third year. Um, and uh, hopefully, the, this is this will be the first cycle of doing that uh, when that true up happens next year. So we'll see if it works or doesn't work based on what the math calculations are against all fees um, across um, all of the departments. Would anyone else like to address the City Council during call to the public? Or excuse me, during uh, this public hearing? Seeing none, we'll close the public hearing and bring it back to Council for any questions or. May I have a motion? Yeah. uh, Oh, you have a comment?
7: Yeah, I was going to make a couple of comments, if that's okay.
0: Yeah, Councilmember Moses. Yeah, thank you.
7: Um, I've said this many times that I'm just, uh, I I love the methodology of pay for what you use for, and so um, paying for what you use at the city um, to say, you know, don't raise business licenses, it's like, well, okay, but if you don't do that, now the taxpayers are essentially paying for a portion of those business licenses. and. And I don't think that's right. Um, I I think everybody should pay for what they use. Um, But at the same time, because I've been struggling with this one a little bit, um, I I remember when they raised the minimum wage here in uh, in Arizona. And it was like every single year, it was going up a dollar. And by the time I could get my business in line to account for that raise, I'd make the change to my menu, I'd raise my prices a certain amount to account for that extra dollar, and then they raise it on me again. I'm just in this constant battle of trying to keep up and never really getting there. And I understand why we're doing this, why we wanted to put this CPI in place. Because, you know, if, if if we have to, in next year, if it goes up again and we have to raise it 10%, well that's gonna make one hell of a headline and and everyone's gonna lose their you know lose their marbles over that. Um, so I understand what, what we're trying to accomplish here is like a little bit, you know what I mean? Just like, hey, we we think it's gonna go up. We're only using this money to pay for what you're using. So I understand the methodology. Um, I guess I'm just kinda of gonna say that I'm okay with that band-aid. If in 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 next year. If next year it's it's a big number, I'm, I'll, I'll take that bullet because I actually think it's it's easier to run a business and easier to project things when it's when it's done like a band-aid like that. When it's the slow cuts, 2% here, 5% here, that's actually really hard from a business standpoint to keep up with. So um, I've been kind of for this methodology and I appreciate all your time and I know it's a lot of work. Um, uh, next year, I think when we go and figure out exactly how much you know the, the airport needs to make and we come up with that formula, I'll be on board with raising, doing whatever we need to do. Um, but I think this time around, I'm going to have to vote no. Yeah. Mr. Mayor? Mayor, motion?
6: Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, along the same sentiments, I agree. I think we're at this point right now, we need to do the 5% to stay in line. Uh, but definitely within this year, I think we need to dig deep in those numbers. Brought up some very valid points we brought up last year as well as, like I said, it's, it's, it's not it's not black and white. It's not a certain percentage. You know, renting out the aquatic center, we can look to see how much we use and how much for that. And there's some things we can break down that way. Other thing is, like I said, uh, hangers is a perfect example. There is a group of people in town that think we pay way too much for hangers. Those people are called hangar leasers, so they lease from us, and they think they pay too much. Everybody else that wants a hanger and is waiting in line thinks that's not very much, and I would pay double that. So, you know, I, I think we do need to dig into those into those numbers, um, like I said, because not everything is what it costs. Everything, you know, some things are market price, some people are, you know, at the competitive level. So, I'd like to see us work on that this year. We do have the time um, between now and next year to. Um, to look at those, and I appreciate all the hard work you guys put into that. And like I, I do agree, this is just like I was against it last year with the that 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 much of a rate. Um, and I'm glad we're kind of making a little bit of adjustment. It's not that steep this year. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, Vice Mayor Lane.
6: Thank you, Mayor. So
0: I, I agree
4: with with what you all have had to say. And I think we would all like to say we're just not even going to have any fees. You guys pay taxes, so let's not have any fees. The problem we have with that is there's things over and above what some people need from the city, and if we don't collect these fees and what it costs to run those services, everybody else has to pay for it, which would mean an increase in taxes in order to do that. And should Paul be paying for Peter to have a business license, or Paul pay for Peter to use the airport, or for Paul to pay Peter to use this or that? I don't think so. So. What we did is we said every three years, we're going to have this in-depth, dig deep. We'll do the CPI. Last year, we thought the CPI was really high. Um, We went ahead and went with that. This year, it's still high, but we're only going to do 5% instead of 10% because we know the fees are going to go higher. If we don't raise them this year, we're going to raise them by a whole lot. Next year would be my guess. So Jill and her staff has done a great job crunching these numbers saying, we can get by this next year with this. But if the people that are using the services don't pay for the services, then somebody else has to because there's only X amount of dollars in the budget in order to make the city run. So that's what I have. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Councilmember Campbell.
15: Mayor, motion? Yes, please. I move to accept the rate study as presented minus S-252 fuel flowage fees until further investigation into comparable city cost analysis is done.
16: Well, I'll second that.
0: All right, we have a motion from Councilmember Campbell. We have a second from Councilmember Lynn. Is everyone familiar, uh, com- comfortable understanding what the motion is? Council is comfortable understanding the motion. All right, any additional discussion? Uh, Councilmember Lynn, if you could, uh, thank you. All right, we are ready to vote then. Yeah, we just have to change uh, the computer based on the adjustment to the motion. All right, we're ready to vote. Council Member Koch. Nay. Motion carries four to three. Thank you. All right, item 7.4 is approved the 2024 Memorandum of Understanding with Lake Havasu City Professional Firefighters. Chief Palafis.
17: Good evening, Honorable Mayor and Council. Uh, Before you is the uh, 2024 uh, Memorandum of Understanding between the City and the Professional Firefighters Association. Lake Havasu City Code 2.62, established in uh, April of uh, 2004, allows designated groups to engage in a process of meet and confer to establish the the MOU. Authorized uh, personnel from a fire administration and uh, the association met. It's part of the meet and confer process in good faith. We came up with uh, some proposals uh, that we agreed upon and per the city code, uh, we provided that to the city manager between the allowable amounts of September uh, 15th and October 15th. Uh, we collaboratively submitted this to the city manager for his support. After his review, he agreed with uh, the, the modifications per the MOU. Uh, which uh, allows us to make the modifications and bring this forth uh, t- tonight to you. Uh, some of the areas of the modification was in Article 6, Article 8, and Article 14 of the MOU. That's what was proposed, that was which would change, and some little grammatical uh, issues that we found. The last time this was before you was in uh, 2019, so you haven't seen this for a while. Uh, so. With uh, the effective communication between administration and the association, uh, we we came to uh, some of the mo- the modifications before you, and we're very pleased with those the outcome. Uh, it was a great uh, process, a great effort uh, between both of us. Uh, there are representatives here uh, from the association, the president, and vice president. If you have any questions, but we're looking for your approval tonight. If you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to
0: answer them for you. Thank you, Chief. Are there any questions for the chief? <laughs>
15: I mean, just to comment, I want to thank you for all your collaboration and communication that you did with all the entities to bring this to us, and uh, again, thank you for what you're doing.
0: Thank you. Any additional questions or comments? Does the association have any remarks, or...
18: No?
2: Uh, Corky Coiner, President of the Cal State Professional Firefighters Association. Uh, no, I just... Exactly what the chief said, I'm here in support. We worked together for several months, several meetings. Uh, We came to the table together, both had some ideas and uh, worked together to make it the best we can for the community and our members. And here we are, it all worked.
0: Great, thank you. All right, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? Seeing that, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor. Vice Mayor Lane?
4: I just want to make uh, a comment, too. I'm looking at at the name of this, and I think it's awesome that that, uh, our chief and our firefighters can work together, and it's not just the Lake Havasu Firefighters Association. It's the Lake Havasu Professional Firefighters Association, and the fact that they were able to sit um, with the city and their chief and come up with an MOU that uh, is agreeable to all parties uh, without any issues whatsoever definitely proves that that word professional belongs in that title that they have and so thank you for all you guys do and uh, I think you guys do a great job and we really appreciate it with that. I'll make a motion Yeah, please I move to approve the 2024 memorandum of understanding with the Lake Havasu professional firefighters effective January 1st 2024 and authorize the city manager and the fire chief to execute the MOU on behalf of Lake Havasu City
0: second we have a motion from Vice Mayor Lane, a second from Councilmember Moses. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing none, we're ready to vote. Councilmember Koch? Yes. Thank you.
5: Motion carries seven to zero.
0: Thank you. Item seven point five is City Park Amenity Upgrade Update. Mr. Keene.
19: Okay, where they Good evening, Mayor and Council. Uh, tonight, we're going to just kind of go over uh, uh, what we've been working on in the parks, just kind of give you an update on our some upgrades going on. Uh, here's the agenda. We're just going to go over some safety and curb appeals, ball fields, some other projects we're working on, um, and then our team expansion. All the items we'll be talking about tonight have either come from council members' questions, the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board, citizens' feedback, or staff observations. Um, When we're walking around the parks, there's kind of some of the safety and curb appeal things that we've been looking at um, and that have been pointed out. Uh, Some of the walkway lighting uh, is definitely deteriorating. We're changing um, over to all LED bulbs in all of our lighting across um, there's been some concerns of the, the rust at the base um, of the poles themselves. Most of that is just surface rust that we will um, remove and then repaint uh, not only the, the base but all of the poles just to kind of give them a little bit of a refresh. Any of them that are not structurally sound will be replaced. Um, the same with the Ramadas as you can see in the picture. You do see a little bit of uh, surface rusting going on, some, uh, some flashings that may be missing. Um, Going through that same process with uh, the Ramadas as far as uh, removing some of that surface rust repainting them Just protecting them uh, for the long term One of the other items that has come up is a lot of our playgrounds are not lit um, And so we've been able to identify um, some solar lighting options that enable us to um, put some lighting into the playgrounds um, without one of the main reasons we haven't been able to have that is we don't have a lot of power um, at our uh, playgrounds themselves. So this, this option uh, works very well. Um, it's also uh, on a timer, so it can be shut off um, based on sun, our sundown to sunrise, so we won't have uh, some of that light pollution going on. Um, and all of the ones that are under canopies, really, as you move away from them, you do not see that, that light. Um, Some work that was done in the upper area, the London Bridge Beach parking lot. Um, Again, there was a, a, all those lights have been out for quite some time. We had some major electrical issues in there that that were solved, Um, and so those lights are running. Uh, We're also working on, as you see in that picture there, the island curbing is pretty much gone by being run over uh, too many times that picture there on your left. Uh, So we're going through and replacing all the curbing uh, of those parking lot islands. Um, We'll also be looking at all of our playground surfaces. Um, There's three different types of surfaces that we use in our playgrounds. Um, We use a a fiber chip, which is, I guess, kind of the picture in the middle, the brown picture. Um, Then we also use a rubber mulch, which you'll see in the next picture to the right. And then what's called a pour in place, uh, soft safety surface. and that surface itself is probably the most expensive surface, um, but it gives you that spongy feeling um, that's used really in areas where there's littler kids, some climbing, uh, and that type of stuff. So we'll go through and we'll add um, fiber and rubber mulch to the um, playgrounds that require additional um, surfacing, and then we, um, we are looking at replacing um, one of the soft, uh, soft surfaces um, as well. Um, Crews spent a couple months or some time in, within the last month working up at Wheeler Park. Um, they were spreading some gravel, uh, fixing the fountains, uh, getting them running appropriately, did some stone repair on the memorial. Um, this year, we also overseeded the park, um, so it's been very nice looking and bright green. I do want to give a little shout out to Robert Miranda and the Moreau crew on the turf um, throughout the summer. was looking very nice. Uh, they did a wonderful job. So um, there, you can kind of see the the picture there at Wheeler Park. And I know um, having the uh, Veterans Day celebration there, we definitely got some good comments on that. So. Um, some sign projects that we're working on across the city um, with the Lake Havasu sun uh, in Arizona here, um, our signs tend to burn quite a bit. Uh, it gives that real brown look. Um, so we're, it, we, we've replaced several of them um, out at Site 6. There was one that was really bad. The Sarah Park dog park was really bad. Um, these signs here in the channel we'll be replacing as well, um, just the ones that weather in the sun. Um, we'll do some upgrading there. Um, we have in, installed one fire gate out at Sarah Park and we are working on installing the second fire gate that gives them access, um, as you saw, the vehicle um, this, this evening in the uh, city manager's presentation. It gives them access points um, to get out there without uh, having to go all the way around through the gun range. So um, just some shortcuts there for them to get them out there in a little quicker manner. And then, of course, the trail science projects uh, that we're working on with BLM and Arizona State Parks and Trails to identify um, our mapping and identify the trails uh, out there at Sarah Park. Um, A hot topic certainly has been uh, our ball fields and some of the conditions there. So we've been spending quite a bit of time and energy there, um, really laser grading them, applying different infield mix, and sod cutting some of the, uh, the turf we did receive quotes ranging anywhere from fifteen thousand to sixty thousand dollars per field, depending on the different conditions of those fields. We are doing able to do all this work now in-house, um, and that's costing us anywhere between five and ten thousand per per field. So, quite a savings there um, by being able to do the, this work in-house. Um, also, at the the ball fields, we'll be working on improving the dugouts, some of the fencing. Um, in different areas is coming out and needs to just kind of be put back in place. We have replaced some whole sections of fencing as well. And then especially out at Sarah Park, we'll be working on updating the crow's nests or the areas uh, where they're up looking out onto the field. Uh, Also at Sarah Park, ball field one, um, we have removed one of the fences to add additional flexibility to that field. Um, Not only for um, different baseball and softball um, but we were able to have flag football out there on that field as well um, this fall for Telesis. Um, out at the island ball field, we've been working very closely with the Chiefs organization. Um, they've done a lot of fundraising and sponsorships to help out some of the uh, the amenities there, um, but we have replaced all of the bleachers there. Um, they were just getting old and rusting through. Um, the The Chiefs organization is also working on um, replacing all of the fencing in, in front of um, the bleachers that separates the parents from, uh, from the field of play. Um, we've done some work in the concession and storage areas and improvements, including solar lighting on the concession building. That was one area that, again, was just very, uh, very dark out there. Some of the other bigger projects that uh, that we're working on and in conversation with um, is an additional uh, Ramada out at Yonder Park. If you walk the trail through Yonder, you end up out on a nice high point, and it really overlooks um, part of the south part of the city as well as uh, the lake, and it's just an absolutely beautiful location. Um, so, we'd like to put a Ramada up out there with a picnic table. Um, definitely looking at some playground improvements, including uh, new playgrounds and some additional play pieces to enhance the existing playgrounds. And then uh, Sarah Park Trailhead number two, which is the one further to the south. Um, Right now it's really just kind of looks like a parking lot with a little bit of signage. Um, But we definitely like to expand that into having some of the amenities that the original trailhead has as well, Um, as far as uh, a Ramada, some picnic tables, kiosk, and possibly a bathroom. Some of our park restroom improvements, Uh, as you can see on the picture on the left, a little bit of vandalism there on the doorway. Um, But really what we're going to try to get away from is a lot of these uh, metal partitions and putting in more of a block wall. Um, That just helps from people vandalizing them, tearing them off. Uh, That block wall, uh, they they won't be able to do that with. Um, We have some improvements out at the disc golf course, Uh, some additional baskets. Uh, again, a ramada and picnic table, some, a place where, they, where everyone that got, just got finished uh, playing can gather while they wait to, for their other players to, to finish up. Um, we've definitely had some requests for additional portable fencing. Um, we switched a few years ago to a blue fencing, uh, similar to the one that's in the picture there, um, for our special events, and it works out really well. Um, if we have multiple events on city property at the same time, we do run out, so we're going to purchase some more to make sure that uh, we have that available. And then uh, once the island walking path gets fully replaced, there's definitely some additional landscaping that will take place around, uh, around the path itself. Um, this year, we've uh, been able to expand our team. We do have a new park superintendent, Guy Reynolds, who is in the audience tonight. Um, we've added three maintenance technicians and then uh, you know, we've uh, replaced and, and added to our equipment with some new mowers, tool cats, and trucks that council has approved. So thank you guys very much on that. Um, just as I wrap up too, I wanna give a big thank you to all our staff um, for the job that they do. Uh, all the items that we talked about tonight are in addition to their daily duties, uh, including trash removal, restroom cleaning, landscaping, field prep. Um, so those are just added projects that that they do throughout uh, throughout their day. So, and with that, I will take any questions. Uh, thank you, Mr. Keene. Uh, a great presentation. This is a, a perfect
0: example of taking the feedback you we have collectively received from our citizens and our park users, um, as well as council feedback and, and investments uh, through the budget process, um, and, and showing the reality. I was um, complimenting Mr. Reynolds when we were at uh, Wheeler Park this uh, weekend for Veterans Day. And actually, Vice Mayor Lane was making fun of me because I said, uh, um, you know, this, the, the, it looks beautiful over there. And he says, uh, I'm, I'm in the, the expensive seat, so that's why I never get to see the, the rest of the rocks. <laughs> but, uh, but the rock looks, uh, looks fantastic. Wheeler Park looks great. Um, moving some of those fence lines, were, which were just some real easy things that citizens brought forward to the Parks and Rec Advisory Board uh, that uh, we're able to, to do. And Obviously, our park system is a uh, uh, crown jewel of like Havasu City. Our residents use it um, uh, multiple times and um, in so many outdoor recreational areas. So, it's great to have an update with what some of those investments that uh, council has put forth um, and through the budget process, how it's coming to a reality. So, thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, any other questions or comments from members of the council? Council Member Campbell, just
15: comment again. I want to thank you and the staff. You've done a phenomenal job It just the whole time. I was smiling through this whole event, everything that I've Talk to you about, you've marked the boxes, and thank you again. But you know what I'm going to say? Parking lots need to be redone. That's our, that's our hopes and dreams for next year, hopefully. But thank you so much for everything you're doing. Great job, and welcome Mr. Reynolds to the team. I think you'll be a great addition. For most of you who don't know, he was in my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I've known him for a little while. Yeah. <laughs>
7: Councilman Moses. Yes, please. thank you. No, I just want to say thank you to Mike and your team, and and I'm glad we added to the team to have this park superintendent. I think it's a much needed addition, um, so that we can stay more on top of these types of things and have better communication with our parks board and and uh, the you know the heavy users that uh, go out there, so that we can stay more on top of these things and and really uh, not let it get to this point, kind of deal. Um, I love love uh, most of everything that you've put out there. I, I think it's much much needed and um, I just want to thank you for taking the task and getting after it.
19: Thank you.
0: Yeah. Vice Mayor Thank you.
4: It's gonna sound like a broken record here saying thank you but I, I've been sitting on the Parks and Rec Advisory Board now for almost a year and, and it's obvious that you take to heart what they have to say um, and the, the people that come to those meetings and give feedback and you've really helped with that uh, and you've really moved forward with all the things that need to be moved forward with and the amenities and the parks are great One of the things we didn't talk about but you also have a whole lot of programs that are going on Whether it be at the aquatic center or, or anywhere else around the city the after-school programs and the fall Fun Fair and all those different things So your staff and you are doing a, an outstanding job and we really appreciate what's what's happening over there. Mm-hmm. Thank you
0: Any yeah, other questions or comments before we open the public hearing? All right, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the city council on this item? All right, we'll go ahead and close the public hearing, bring it back to council for any final questions. There's no action on this uh, particular item, but uh, thank you, Mr. Keene. Mr. Oh, Mayor, Councilor I just want to thank
6: Mike and his team as well. So we went around. Yeah. I don't want to feel left out. So. Yeah. Thank, no, you, thank you, guys. Maddoll. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Thank
0: you, Mr. Keene. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on to Item Seven Point Six: Approve Deployment Service Order with Via Mobility LLC for Transit Transit Dispatch Solutions Platform. Mr. Cypress.
20: Uh, good evening, Mayor and Council. Um, tonight, I'm here to kind of give a high level overview of uh, something that we've been waiting to get for our next uh, piece to keep continuing our great. Um, new public transit system um that we started in 2020 um one of the things that we were going into early on real quick is this high level is we decided not to keep doing the same things over again that were done before so we're we're pretty agile on our feet and we've done a lot of things changing in the last three years and um we're just doing our due diligence making sure things are working the way that we want them to work so um, through this process last three years we've uh we found that lake heifer city transit has verified um, that non-traditional public transit system um will be the fit the citizens best here and uh, we understood that from back in the day when we had Dialeride doing about 120 140,000 rides a year so um what we've learned is we've tried a couple different things we've tried a fixed route uh, we did find that our microtransit, which is direct, and our flex paratransit are the two most popular ones and that actually work for our community. Um, one of the things that we've now done, we've exceeded the capabilities of our dispatch platform. Um, because microtransit is a fairly new thing in the transit industry, um, not a lot, uh, lot of the companies have that software to do this. And uh, what we're going to do is just kind of go over a brief piece of this for VIA. And VIA is actually the company, a um, little different than Uber, um, where they've taken all the best things of Uber and made them work for small cities like ourselves that are under 100000 And um, we're, we're still going to call it um, Lake Cavage City, the transit app. We're not going to call it the VIA app because that's just the name of their company behind the scenes. So we'll make sure and do that the right way. Um, next slide is just a little background on VIA. Um, they have a big, pretty large footprint in Arizona right now. And um, as you can see, they've done uh, the c- conversion for Valley Metro um, Flagstaff, which is uh, Mountain Lion, Sun City, Suntrans, Chandler, and Prescott Valley. And what they've done, they've increased utilization on their small transit vehicles uh, up to about 50% in just using this. And their main thing that they do is commingling. And that's going to be our new word for the – our new way of doing things for the next going forward time is we found that during the day with our flex, our paratransit, and with our direct microtransit, we did have gaps in service. So it meant those vehicles are driving around empty. So even though our automated platform is there, it can't can't put two and two together. So what we're doing now is we've got this company, Via, that comes in, and they – They've made a system that kind of, like I said, took the best of via platform, but added um, the Uber, and now we'll utilize our vehicles all the time. So now when we have a, say we have a flex van out there, it's got 10 rides in a day, uh, wheelchair rides, walker rides, and for some reason two of those rides cancel, what happens now, we have like an hour and a half, two hour gap, and we have no way of changing over our system to have that driver co-mingle and take other calls. Well, now we're going to be able to do that, so we're going to increase our utilization probably pretty quick to 50 percent because right now we're doing about um, probably about 30, 40 calls a day on a big day, but we see the utilization's at max. So rather than bringing on more staff, we did you know a month ago come and ask for two new vehicles, is we can increase our utilization with the same basically the same staff we have, just have more more hours, the same. But getting rides in and out all the time. So this will actually work and the software is going to get us there. Um, because V has been doing this now for about five years, um, they are the rural and urban uh, key for a lot of the cities that are 100,000 and under in their population. Um, they are an innovator in this. Um, they've used, like I said, they've gone to pretty big agencies and taken over. Um, you'll see later on, I'm going to show a map that they actually have worked with systems that we used as kind of models uh, Dallas Area Rapid Transit, DART. They do a lot of things in Atlanta, a lot of ones in um, Florida. What they've done, they've taken the bigger agencies that had smaller cities around them and, and condensed them into microtransit that could co mingle with paratransit. So um, reporting is awesome. It was reporting that we could never get before. Um, from uber or route match. So um, we need our reporting to continue to grow and to see where our pockets are in the city uh, currently in the United States uh, Via has 700, 650 partners um, This last year they did 125 million rides across them 65 paratransit services and you see the number of 25 plus commingled services. So Six years ago, nobody was doing commingled. So we're right on that wave right now of changing over so um they're using us, again, um, just like others, to kind of look at what we've done. Uh, we've actually done a uh, uh, a conference down in um, Phoenix a couple of months back, and we actually were in a meeting with Glendale and Chandler Transit, and Lake Havasu was in there to say what we were doing and how they did it. And uh, one of them was using Uber, one was using Via, but they all came to us afterwards, uh, Glendale and Chandler, and go, hey, how do you guys do it with... A small system like that so we just told them we're doing it manually but we're looking you know to expand it to a different platform so um we've been working on this for a while but now we've got a, a big enough company that can help us uh people one of the things that we get a lot about is how we're going to do the transition from uber to our new uh transit app well because via has taken over so many markets now with that commingling piece as part of our deal was we went out looking for a, a prospective supplier, we wanted somebody that had enough expertise in um, public relations that they could come out, and this is what they're going to do for us. So they're going to have a lot of branding. They're going to come ahead of the game. They'll probably start, as soon as we're done tonight, maybe next week, we'll start talking to them about pre-bringing what's coming to have a suit, start setting that mode for people. In Havasu transit and um, you can see this soft slide appears from Valdosta, Georgia And these are just some of the things that they put out. Um, They're also going to have a lot of uh, Things that you're going to see on the app. So when somebody's in town here and they look on their phone for uber or or, uh, Lyft, it's going to push Lake Havasu City Transit to them too. So they're going to identify us So they don't have to look for Lake Havasu City Transit if they're in town and they look for transit, it's going to push us up to the top. So that's something that we try to get our route-matching Uber platform to do for us, and they couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, Mr. Cypress, so, I hate to interrupt you. Can you say that again? I, I just want to make sure I heard what you said. Okay.
20: So, so um, when when somebody comes into town, like a traveler, and they're looking for Uber, which Uber is still here, or Lyft, is they just put in transit on their phone when they're searching, and it's going to populate with Uber Lyft and Lake Haffa City Transit. So it's going to, every time somebody pings transit, we're going to come up on that. And that's part of what VIA does. So they set all that up for us
0: when we do our spot. So if, just to understand it, if I went to my app store and search transit, it would come up well, or no, you, it would come up yeah, on this? Yeah, and we're going
20: to have, it'll come up and it'll probably say, you know, click here to load Lake Haffa City Transit app. And then once you put the app in, then it'll be just
0: like before. Okay, so I won't see the rides on my Uber no, no. or Lyft app. Okay, gotcha.
20: and we're Part of this promotion we're going to do is when we do the transition, uh, we're, we're going to do basically travel training. We're going to have people come in. We're going to have extra drivers go out and convert people over. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we'll have a driver go out with a driver, and when the people come in with their Uber app, we're going to say, hey, we're changing over to this app, and we'll put it on their phone for them, and show them how to set it up. And it's way more simple than Uber. Um, Uber was designed purposefully for what they have there. Um, So ours is designed for the city, just for city transportation for microtransit and flex. So when they look at it, they're gonna see all our direct vehicles. And our direct vehicles are gonna share both direct and flex services all day long. So there's not gonna be any separate, but we're still gonna do our paratransit piece, still gonna have our uh, appointments, for our population that came from havesome mobility that need appointment to go we're still doing that but it's going to be merged into this co-mingling um so it's it's going to work it's going to take off the thing we got to do is that transition that's why we're going to start ahead before we even start doing that but um the the training is going to be great uh i think it's going to be super easy because when people would load the uber app there's so many things in uber that they don't know which one to push. I mean, Uber Delivers can take your pet to the doctor now, too. So there's all kinds of stuff that people look at when they look at our app. They'll be able to see that. They're going to be able to see where the vehicles are and how soon they're coming to them. So very similar to what the Uber or Lyft app do, but just more honed in on Lake Havasu City. And that's it. Any questions?
0: Yeah, thank Maybe. you, uh, Mr. Cypress. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Um uh, it, it, the commingling link is going to be a really good oh, yeah. um, addition for for this. Uh, certainly, the education is important. Now, it, it, we still have a dispatch center, so if someone doesn't have any means of technology, they still can just call the number and, right. uh, and get the, the ride scheduled mm-hmm. and organized. Excellent. And
20: we're still going to have uh, we we're mainly cashless, but we still take cash. So we can we've come up with a plan. We're going to have you know that we'll put out later, but we are still taking cash. Okay. So we're not eliminating that part of the market either so
0: and when do you see it implementing so if uh, successful this evening uh when would you start uh using? we're trying
20: to do the conversion beginning of february okay because our contract with RouteMatch match who currently is we have is it's stopping on the end of january okay so you and but remember the platform that we have right now runs on uber So, we can have Ubered for another month or so just to convert everybody over. Mm -hmm. And um, we've already started pulling down information that we have of our current Flex riders, because those are the ones that we vet. So, we have all their information in there. So, there's not gonna be, it's gonna be pretty um, transparent. We're just gonna push them into our new system, and it'll just be, like I said, it'll just have
0: a different look to it. Very nice. Are there other questions from members of council? Council Councilmember Moses? Mm
7: -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Patrick, will you remind me? Um, it, it, does, is it costing us money to use the Uber platform?
20: Yes, it costs us uh, uh, per call.
7: Per call. Yeah. And and so I'm guessing is is it more than the two hundred fifteen thousand that we're going to be paying for
20: this service? No, I mean that's right now. I'll tell you right now at um, we're at over with route match in three years. We're at like. Almost three hundred thousand dollars we
7: Okay, and it's my understanding Uber's kind of getting rid of us anyway, right? Kind yeah, of- Uber. It was an
20: experiment they started because they wanted to go into the public transit market. Yeah, so I, they went out and sold it to everybody. Yeah, but then they found out that their, their app, their the drivers app isn't hate for it. it. Yeah,
7: yeah, their drivers hate it. Yeah, because so. we're you know cheaper. <laughs> um, I I, I want to ask the question. So we're choosing Viet the two hundred fifteen thousand, um, which is. A little—it's significantly more than the other quote that we get mm-hmm. that, that we received on this. And I understand that you—we're we, choosing this app over the less expensive one mm-hmm. because it has it better fits our needs. Can you speak to that a little bit? It sounds like uh, the search engine up SEO stuff. It's the the,
20: the commingling is what the other apps don't have. Okay. So the other apps are probably a couple years behind them. Yeah. And the commingling is what, I, I really think commingling is what, what Uber and Lyft wanted to do, but they didn't, you know, they didn't have that. You know, a lot of this, the people from VIA come from transit agencies, okay. so, um, but it's a commingling. So the one that was the least amount didn't have commingling. Okay. So that's, we'll be right, we'll be continuing doing what we're doing right now.
7: All right. Well,
15: thank you for answering. All that. right.
0: No problem. Mayor. Yeah, Councilmember Campbell.
15: First, I want to say, I see how excited you are. And that makes me excited, <laughs> because I love when people are passionate and getting to work and excited for new technology. Some people don't like it at all. I absolutely love it. But my one and only question would be, it says, Buy Uber has decided to sunset its contract with Lake Havasu City. Mm-hmm. And like you stated, we uh, they reached out to everybody and wanted us all to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all bought in. And it looks like our original uh, to build cost, to join in was 203,365. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me how long that contract, that original build was supposed to last for?
20: The original from uh, Route Match Uber? Yeah. That was, uh, we could extend it to five years, but the initial was
15: three. Okay. Um, and where are we at in that? Is it? Three years. We're at the three no, years. We're at that mark. So we wouldn't have had to rebuild, we wouldn't have had to buy another rebuild on that one. We're starting from yeah, scratch again. Yeah, we're starting. Okay. Um, my only question to that would have been, is there some way that we can recoup some of that because that was their intention. That's a lot of upfront build because, you know, like to build a website, it's it's very tedious mm-hmm. on the front end. And when somebody just cancels on you, that's what I was reading. You just canceled on me. Now I got to go rebuild another website. Mm-hmm. I, I think there should be some funds, uh, replacement costs on that. But in this case, you said it, it, we had a three-year and then it ended, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Thank you very much, you. and I look forward to this new program. And I hope this curb-to-curb definitely is going to work out better because I've only heard complaints about the the definitely. what is it the regular route to, the fixed route yeah we'll make, you know make it, it easy
20: for Jess because uh, he takes us he Jess rides us all the time
15: oh right? okay <laughs> yeah well for the people what I've been hearing from people it's just Havasu's way too spread out to. Um, have these fixed routes because by the time you put your friend in the car to take them to the fixed route location that you're going to put them on to get to the doctor's office you might as well Mm -hmm. just drive them there
0: at that point so again
15: thank you for all you're doing thank you for your passion and excited to move forward on new technology all righty thank you
0: are there any other questions or comments before we open the public hearing all right this is a public hearing we'd like to address the city council on this item Seeing none, we'll close the public hearing. Bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mr. Mayor. Yeah, Councilmember Dolan. Motion, please. Yes, please.
6: I move to approve the deployment service order with via mobility LLC for the transit dispatch solutions platform for the minimum amount of two hundred and fifteen thousand, assuming six vehicles minimum, with option to add vehicles at forty eight hundred dollars a year per vehicle if needed, and authorize the city manager to execute the agreement on behalf of the city.
0: Second. second we have a motion from councilmember Dolan a second from councilmember Lynn is there any additional discussion hearing none we're ready to vote councilmember Koch yes thank you
5: Motion carries seven to zero
0: thank you thank you. Item 7.6 is award agreement for professional services designed for the 2024 water main replacement project, phase two, to Kimley Horn and Associates. Mr. Hart.
21: Good evening, uh, honorable mayor and city council. It's good to, to be here tonight and uh, present a recommendation for award for what we're calling phase two of our 2024 water main replacement project uh, design services. Uh, As I shared uh, probably a month ago in the phase one presentation, when we're out looking at our water mains, there are certain criteria that we are looking at. We're looking at diameter, uh, the type of material of the piping, we're looking at what kind of uh, pounds per square inch we're dealing with depending upon the zone boundary location, uh, the break history that's there, and then the age of, of the pipe this uh, particular contract on that first design contract that I presented to you we were focusing on some key problem areas uh, that were critical that we needed to get at this one we're focusing on on areas where we need um, work as well but we're trying to concentrate it a little more to a particular area so this grouping here um, is is actually um, 22,650 lineal feet of four-inch, six-inch, and eight-inch diameter pipe with 21 separate locations within the city. And those are concentrated down on the southern part of the city, just um, along the Coma Boulevard, close to where it intersects with the state highway uh, heading north, so in that area there. Um, the project schedule, we're looking at about five months to get this uh, design and get plans and specs ready to go out to bid the first part of the new fiscal year. Uh, the anticipated design completion, therefore, is, will be will be April. So pretty short, pretty sweet. If you have any questions. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Hart. Are there any
0: questions from of the Council for Mr. Hart on this project? All right, seeing none, well, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the City Council on this item?
13: Hi. I'm a spawning toy. <clears throat> I have a really weird question and that is I understand that this is a design process and then oh I was wondering about the whole design process do does the underground change over the years that much that they have to redesign the whole thing over again like you know the pipe goes from one side of the pipe to the other side of the pipe and I just, in my thought process, is that that doesn't change much. So how come the design process has to be so involved in the change, so much change involved? And then in the future, will you, I mean, this time when you go to have the designs, will you have them like permanent so in 20 years when things have to be, redone again, because, you know, that's the whole point, right? The timing involved. What changes? That's what I was wondering.
0: Yeah, so when you uh, do a project uh, and do a design, you have to have uh, the specifications for that. So what the screws are, what they're made of, what the material is. Uh, The material that was installed back when Mr. McCulloch was here was a lot different. Right. Uh, Mr. Hart described today uh, from uh, Acoma, it's kind of intersecting with the highway. Um, Acoma Boulevard was just two lanes uh, back in those days, and now it's a five-lane uh, thoroughfare. So there's lots of different components that go into that. Uh, Mr. Hart, I don't know if there's any, any other highlights that uh, I missed in that description.
21: No, I think you did a good, good job. I, I would add that one of the things we have to look at when we're designing the new water main is is that we're not intersecting with, with uh, any sewer lines that are buried because there needs to be a Certain amount of separation there. We typically offset six feet on the, off the existing water mains. Uh, and then we have to look at all the water service connections. Uh, you know, and and there's a lot that goes into it in terms of also air release valves. Where are we going to place those properly? And maybe it wasn't, you know, addressed at the time of the design back then. I'm not aware of any, but we do need to calculate that and such.
13: Right. Yeah. Well, I'm just you know, things are designed a certain way and sometimes they change and sometimes they don't change and it just had me curious about the whole design process and is it going to change again in 30 40 years and will you be able to keep the records for that so
0: oh we'll be keeping the records for (laughs) sure and i can't guarantee it's going to change
15: yeah
13: yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, would anyone else like to address the city council on this item Seeing that, we'll close the public hearing and bring it back to Council for discussion, questions, or possible motion. Mayor, Yeah, Council Member Campbell, please.
15: I move to award the agreement for professional services for the 2024 Water Main Replacement Project Phase 2 to Kimberly Horn and Associates, Inc. in the amount of $344,625. Second.
0: We have a motion from Council Member Campbell, a second from Council Member Moses. Is there any additional discussion? I seeing now we're ready to vote. Councilmember Koch? Yes. Thank you.
5: Motion carries seven to zero.
0: Thank you. All right, our final public hearing of the evening is item 7.8, is approved the sole source purchase of wastewater treatment plant parts, equipment, and service from Parks Incorporation. Mr. Fernando.
18: Good evening, Mayor and Council members. Currently, we have a capital improvement project going at Mulberry treatment plant, which include rehabilitation of these two big basins. We call them aeration basins. The content almost look like chocolate milkshake. But (laughs) not. No. (laughs) Aeration basins uh, are where the sewage gets pumped into and mixed with air and sludge, loaded with bacteria. It is then allowed to remain for several hours. During this time, the bacteria break down the organic matter into harmless byproducts. These small basins here, they are called clarifiers. They are settling tanks generally used to remove solid particulates from liquid. So each of these big basins holds about 1.25 million gallons of liquid. This slide shows the latter stages of emptying and cleaning up first basing for our project. Here's the rotating bridge assembly which distributes air to the basin. Schreiber Corporation is the original manufacturer and supplier of this equipment. Parkson acquired the assets of Schreiber in 2021. Uh, this picture is, uh, is the clean aeration basin. Diffusers, racks, and down tubes are attached to these supports. These are old diffusers and racks. Diffusers generally last about three to five years. We waited to replace them since we already knew this project is coming. Uh, Since they are already empty and offline, this is the ideal time to replace them. So we would like to take this opportunity. Uh, That's all I have, and thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you. Are there any questions from members of the Council for Mr. Fernando?
7: Just a comment. I think I figured out how Thielek stays in such great shape. He compares everything in his world to dessert. (laughs) (laughs)
18: Last time
7: it was cake, now it's milkshakes. Yeah.
18: (laughs) The next one will be a little hard. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Are there any other questions or comments? All right, this is a public hearing. Would anyone like to address the City Council on this item? All right, uh, seeing that, we'll close the public hearing, bring it back to council for discussion or possible motion. Mayor. Yeah, Council Member Moses.
7: Yeah, I move to approve sole source purchases for worst wastewater treatment plant aeration basins and clarifiers, parts, equipment, and service from Parkson Corporation for a not-to-exceed amount of $170,000. Second.
0: We have a motion from Councilmember Moses, a second from Councilmember Dolan. Is there any additional discussion? Seeing number we're ready to vote. Councilmember Koch? Yes. Thank you.
5: Motion carries seven to zero.
0: Thank you. All right, item eight is our call to the public. Again, this is the opportunity for citizens uh, wishing to address the City Council on items uh, within the jurisdiction of Lake Havasu City that might not have been on the agenda. We ask that you just make your way to the podium, state your name for the record. Again, the light indicator box is next to Ms. Williams. Green means you have time, yellow means you have one minute remaining, and red means that your uh, time is up. Uh, During call to the public, we cannot have a two-way conversation. We can listen intently. Uh, We can uh, respond to any criticism that that may uh, come forward, Uh, but we do ask that you address your comments to the council directly. Uh, Please have um, uh, decorum and respect for each other. We'll, We'll give you the same. Uh, You don't have to sign up, uh, but we did have two folks sign up, so we'll start and go in that order, and then we'll open it up to anyone else that would like to address the council. So uh, first, Ms.
22: Joan DeZero. Good evening, Mayor and Council. I apologize for my voice. Um, I have two concerns regarding the termination I read about in the paper last week of our Public Works Director, Mr. Fosley i do not know him i have never met him and as a retired hr executive who had to deal with personnel issues for 37 years i understand the nuances of what employers can say regarding employees personnel matters what bothers me are two things first the article inferred if quoted correctly that the members of the city council were not aware of the action being taken against a department head who had served the city for over 26 years and who was responsible for multiple important projects in our city, the second bridge to name the latest. Part of a city council's job is equivalent to what a corporation's board of directors do for their entities. You do not have to get involved in the myriad of decisions made by the city manager each day that would grind the city to an absolute halt. But a major decision such as this can have sweeping negative impacts on the citizens of the city if these projects do not move forward, which is something that each of you should have been briefed on and confirmed it was a correct course of action. Secondly, I understand that Mr. Foggin was hired as an interim public works director and, per the newspaper, had been so opaque in his job functions in Kingman, he was terminated by their city council. Mr. Mayor and Council, you have strived to be transparent in the functions of this city, Yet now with the hiring of Mr. Foggin and his reputation, I and I'm sure many of our residents are going to be concerned, is this really everything that is happening? What else is going on? This is not a good position for any city to be in. I would like to recommend that this council hold an executive session as soon as legally possible and have Mr. Knudsen and your HR manager come before you and explain this termination. I would also recommend you have Mr. Frosley come in should he wish to do so. And give you his side of whatever the situation was. You can then determine if this was an appropriate course of action for the city to have taken. Thank you for your time.
0: Thank you. The next speaker that signed up uh, was Hydman.
3: Thank you again, Mayor uh, Sheely, members of the council. Uh, I'd like to thank Mayor Shealy and some members of the council for and especially today's News Herald for their interest in the identifying the serious consequences of the Arizona short-term rental law specifically, and I've got this memorized, 9-500.39. Why the three 39? Because that's the year I was born. <laughs> Briefly, This law states in Sections A and B, and this is somewhat of a quote, a city or town may not prohibit, restrict, or regulate vacation or short-term rentals, except, of course, for safety, uh, building codes, and such things as that. Um, Insurance, yes, okay. So now, as property owners, we must allow a for-profit business, Zone C1, C2, whatever the zoning code is, for motels to open and operate in close proximity to our homes, our residential property, with all their ever changing, ever changing and questionable tenants, noise, and often other disturbing activities. This, as well as the possibility of putting our families, our property, and our right to a quiet and peaceful existence in jeopardy and certainly impacting the value of our property. So I sincerely hope those watching and those listening uh, realize the severity of state law 9-539 short-term rentals. The need to repeal this law, as I was informed, comes from not only council members and people in position as yourselves, but also the citizens of this city Writing to the people that are in power in, we know, Phoenix. Where is this listed? In the Today's News Herald, they have a page in there that shows every important person in Phoenix and across the state and even locally. I advise you, if you don't want this, terrible people, uh, excuse me, not terrible people, but people that come in next door who you're not aware of, where they come from, what they're going to do, or anything, to write your Congressman, your Senators, or whomever you feel, and as listed in today's News uh, Herald, that you oppose this and want to see this law repealed. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That concludes the uh, citizens that signed up Uh, at this point. Anyone else that would like to address the City Council during call to public, just please make your way to the podium and state your name for the record.
16: at that I'm still a lady. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mayor and Council uh, Donna McCoy for the record. Um, I am here and who knew that I would be ahead of the feedback survey so I'm here to give you my survey a little earlier than um, you were expecting I'm sure. I just want to say that the lady that just spoke uh, from HR previously did an incredible job, and that's what I'm here for. Um, I was so saddened by the article in the newspaper last week. And um, having worked closely with Greg in the, in the past, and uh, knowing him personally as a great individual, um, hardworking individual, um, it was a shock, needless to say. I feel so badly that this man who was dedicated to our city for 26 years was, um, you know, blown out of the water even though he may have known what was coming. Um, I just feel that somebody that has been around for that long deserved the attention of everyone involved. And even though you don't hire the the person individually, we are still involved of taking care of our employees, all of them, making sure that if there's a problem that we do everything we can to correct and work through. Um, Previous councils and city managers have worked with the same individual and was able to work through things. I'm sure that could have been done here had it been given the opportunity for that to happen. Um, I I also, I, I don't know the logistics of what happens, but I just was appalled to hear that this man lost all of his PTO, his overtime that he worked so hard for to earn. That was just stripped away from him, as well as his medical um, when um, people have had near-death experiences within the last year. I just think that that's appalling, and it's very saddening to, for all of us to know. I'm here only representing my opinion. I know many of you have dealt with him and may have different opinions, but I would hope that we would be open and generous to every employee here. I know a lot of people have reached out to me, and they've come to me and said, there are things going on that they would like to see different for our city, to make our city all it can be. And what they want is somebody to come to them so that they don't feel threatened. Damn, that was a quick three minutes. Um, I just wanted to come forward with this and to let you know that I'm very disappointed. I'm not making this personal. This is my own opinion, but I feel really, really saddened that there isn't more involvement with our city leaders and and council to help and protect our employees. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Mrs.
23: Williams, Don Wisdom. I'm disappointed. I already stated my point about the uh, city and the sewer thing that it stunk. Well, it's stinking really bad. I don't think the people who lived in condos, apartments, motorhomes, whatever, that the multi uh, family uh, place of living, that the, um, the effect of this vote that you guys did. Uh, in our personal situation, in our condo, we have 70 units. Uh, our sewer and water is going to go up to uh, was $2,000 a year. Now it's going to go to $28,000 a year. You did not give us a chance to uh, have board meetings. I usually at start at the beginning of the year. Uh, we can raise our rates by 10%. That doesn't cover the bill. Some HOAs, I understand, will be closing their swimming pools and their spas because they can't afford to keep them running That they don't have that extra money. Uh, I don't think you did a fair job to us citizens.
0: Thank you.
13: me and Kelly. It's Bonnie. Hi. Hey, um, recently I had a friend of mine send me this video. It was a really cool video of her walking down a set of stairs over off of Swanson and Riviera. Swanson and Riviera? Yes. And in that area is where a lot of the construction and the new homes and how you all uh, created a a whole new coding for the uh, complexes that were zoning codes complex uh, were created last year or maybe the year before to you know make it pedestrian friendly well she is a person who is a pedestrian who has did not find it friendly and I just want to suggest one there are a couple places on Swanson, perhaps in particular, that may need paint for crosswalks because she crosses from one side of Swanson to the other side of Swanson, right there behind Albertsons. And because of the curve going around, it with the traffic, the cars that totally blocked her way from them seeing her as a pedestrian walking in an implied crosswalk she had to walk beyond the cars that were parked in her way before she could find out whether or not if it was even safe for her to cross at an implied crosswalk It was really funny one person told her well you're a pedestrian it shouldn't matter you're supposed to you know Be aware of your surroundings, and you're supposed to take care of all that, and it's really your job. However, she was doing her job. She was walking in an implied crosswalk that, unfortunately, because our city is growing and that area needs to be more pedestrian-friendly, I just want to suggest maybe finding the different places along Swanson that you may need to Take those implied crosswalks and make them completely plied. Like, Here's a crosswalk. Protect the pedestrians. Thank you.
0: Would anyone else like to address the city council during call to the public? Let's see, now we'll go ahead and close the call to the public. Item nine is current events. Are there any current uh, current council committee reports? Item 10 are our future meetings. Our next meeting is on Tuesday, November 28th, 2023 at 5.30 p.m. It's a regular meeting. And then on Tuesday, December 12th, 2023, we will also have a regular meeting at 5.30 p.m. Item 11, are there any future discussion items? Mr. Mayor. Council Member Lynn.
16: I was wondering if we can have an update on the airport and maybe an introduction of the new airport um, director.
0: We would, yeah, we would need a second. I'll second that. And?
7: Uh, sure. Well, I mean, whenever he gets his bearings set, yeah, we I'd love to hear from
0: him. Mr. Knudsen.
8: Um, Certainly, I think that so we we can do that. Um, if you recall, we uh, we did hire Robert Kane, who is our new airport manager. Uh, he was on site um, for the last several weeks, and then we afforded him an opportunity as as he moves his family and uh, dealing with uh, some personal um, short-term um, issues. That and then he'll um, he's going to be um, Operating with the existing airport staff um, from a distance remotely for the next uh, several weeks And then we'll have him here on uh, permanent uh, Physically uh, here permanently um, in after that so um, We can certainly provide that update at that time I think it'd be better for him to be here physically and, and provide that uh, update and get to know him a little bit more if that's okay with you uh, I can update uh, um, Council on, on that uh, that timeline
16: that, that would be fine. There's just a lot of things going on there, out there that I'm I'm not aware of. And so I just, when people ask questions, it would be nice just to have an update in so I can answer some of those questions. Yeah, perfect. Mayor?
15: Yeah. Councilman At the same Campbell. time, could we possibly discuss what I talked about, the, my changes to that one amending that one code about what the surrounding cities are charging for fuel, and maybe we can incorporate that into the conversation?
0: All right. So now we're on to a second item. Do, okay. we, have a, well, then, do we have a second for that?
15: It was just to yeah. parlay in on the same topic, I thought.
0: No, no that would th- yeah, that would be different. And uh, okay. the uh, rate structure, based on the action that happened today, the 60-day posting is already occurring, and those will be in effect by then.
15: Okay, okay I'll remove that. Okay. I'll rescind that.
0: All right, any other uh, future discussion items? Item 12, uh, entertain a motion to adjourn. All right, we're adjourned. Thanks for being here. Be kind. We'll see you next time. <clears throat>